0: John, can you tell us where we are now?
1: Yes, we are in Van Cortlandt Park at the entrance of uh, Broadway and West 246th Street, right near the BX9 bus stop.
0: So it is a little bit noisy here. And as we leave the city streets behind and enter the park, I invite you to let go of all unnecessary technology. And that means iPads or cell phones or Um, one of those new uh, watches that people wear on their wrists. Um, Just let all of that go, and just keep that which permits you to access uh, this podcast. That's enough. And so turn off all rings, alarms, lights, and apps in your cell phone, and disconnect in order to reconnect. I invite you to seek permission to come in and forgot what you left behind. The sounds, the noises of cars, alarms, people walking. Leave all of that behind and become aware of the entry point into the realm of trees, birds, raccoons, and other beings. Before we move from here to our next stop, Remove your headphones, hit pause, walk in silence to our next stop.
1: Well, here at the first stop, we are standing in front of the Van Cortlandt House Museum, uh, overlooking the parade ground, which is an expanse of green that holds a great deal of history.
0: And so this is a good point to slow down. Just let go of what you're doing Find your breath and locate your heart and connect with it. Pay attention to how your feet come in contact with the earth. Pay attention to the gravity pulling you down or perhaps making you get in touch with the earth and let gravity do its job. Take a look at the green around you. Take a look at the green under your feet, at the green surrounding you, at the trees not far from you. And go from macro to micro a couple of times. Pay attention to how your feet come in contact with the earth and breathe gently. Breathe slowly and deeply. Slow down your breath and your steps. Can you tell us about the different kinds of greens that we can see from here? At a first glimpse, everything seems to be the same kind of green. But if we really pay attention to the different trees and to the foliage, we can see that there are differences between one tree and the other. Can you talk about that?
1: Sure. Well, first off, we have the, the, green, the massive green field, and then if you look off into the distance and see the different trees, we, we can actually tell the, the shades of green by the different species that they are. So we have maples and oaks and dogwoods, and each one of these holds a different shade of green. And these different colors of green can help you ID these different trees.
0: And depending when you're here during the year, you might encounter a flock of geese. Pay attention to them for a couple of minutes or maybe a minute or so, and then let go and go back to focusing on the green. So do this back and forth, and if there's no geese, just concentrate on the green of the, of the grass and the green of the tree. And without comparing the different greens, just allow your eyes to go back and forth without passing judgment. Inhabit that green or inhabit the different greens around you. And remember to breathe deeply, gently, and slowly.
1: When you look out at the parade ground, you may see a lot of people playing different sports. Um, there are about 11 cricket pitches, four baseball fields, six soccer fields, um, and, and the beginning and the ends of a cross-country course. Though this, this land was not always like that. Um, the Kweeskweek people of the Lenape Nation actually used this land as uh, burial plots and, and for farming. And uh, once the land was handed over to the city in 1888, they used they gave the land to the National Guard to be able to use for marching, um, and and since then it has been changed over to what you see today, which is a large flock of geese or a lot of kids playing. They actually fought alongside the um, or uh, alongside the rebels in the Revolutionary War, um, and there was a battle. Uh, it wasn't really a batter, battle. it was sort of more like a massacre by the um, by the by the British here, and and they ended up um, 17 of the from the from the Kwee-Skwee tribe were actually killed here in Van Cortlandt Park. Um, and there's a there's actually a memorial way on the other side of the park to to honor them. Um, and uh, we often just easily forget about them, and the whole park is named after the Van Cortlandt family. Um, but we don't even respect the people that came before them.
0: And what a great opportunity to honor those who have cared for this land before many of us got here. So let's, let's make a few seconds of silence and keep breathing slowly and gently and deeply. Keep paying attention to the greens, Around you, under your feet, behind you, although you might not be able to see it, you can sense it, in front of you, look at the different kinds of greens without getting too attached to them, and just go back and forth between the trees, far, far out, and the trees, right next to you and the grass and let go if you're about to pass any judgment on a passerby, a person walking a dog, let that go and go back to the green. And if you find a green creature, give it your attention just for a few seconds and go back to the green of the trees and the grass. And remember to slow down your breath. Breathe deeply, gently, and slowly. Perhaps absorbing all the green around you into your lungs. Did you know about why trees are green? I was reading about it, and it's actually something. It's a, it's, it's a substance that they don't need, um, so it's almost like uh, they need to like excrete that. But it's pretty. Uh, it's something to do with um,
1: chlorophyll. A. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's chlorophyll A, and and different trees actually, I believe it's the amount of chlorophyll that they that they can um, exude out, and that's uh, the reflecting color was what you see. So the leaves technically are not actually green. That's what we're seeing because that's the reflective color. Um, And uh, there's a lot of uh, GIS technology and remote sensing that can be used now. So if you do a flyover, you can actually um, be able to tell these different trees from a picture. Uh, so you can actually take a, a, a specific wavelength and pick out all of the oak trees and, and that technology is getting better and better. It's pretty interesting.
0: And some trees use uh, what would be a natural sunscreen when it comes to growing leaves. Like If you look yes. at a tree, some of the leaves are really green and then some of the leaves are kind of reddish or brownish and that's because they have that natural sunscreen so the sun doesn't heat them as hard um, yeah as they're growing and those are the tender leaves right that are just unfolding
1: yeah some of the like uh, if you look at a raspberry plant um that actually has that that sunscreen to it and you can actually wipe that whitish color off um off the bottom of the leaves or on the stem itself if you if you take care of raspberries or you see see a raspberry um that's that's all just a a natural sunscreen that they put on their, their leaves. <laughs> so we are walking eastward from the Van Cortlandt House Museum along the southern end of the parade ground, deeper into the park.
0: And I invite you to pay attention to how your feet come in contact with the earth or with the ground. In this case, you may be walking on the pavement which is okay, you're still surrounded by green and trees and sky, but just slow down your pace and allow your feet to kiss the earth or the earth underneath the pavement and feel any stones or cracks or sand that your feet encounter slow down and do the same with your breath and every time your mind wanders pay attention to how your feet come in contact with the earth or you may pay attention to the green around you but slow down breathe slowly gently and deeply. Inhaling the color of the trees, the different greens, browns, color of the grass, and the sound of the birds. We're moving from our first stop to our second stop. And I can see from here, the beam that we are about to visit. In the meantime, keep walking slowly until we get there. Before we move from here to our next stop, remove your headphones, He pause, walk in silence to our next stop. Can you talk about this beam we are in front of?
1: We are standing in front of a very large white ash tree this tree was deemed by New York City as one of the great trees of New York, um, and that means that it was basically put on because of its large size, um, its widespreading nature, and because of the species of tree that it is. Um, the ash tree is right now actually in a very dire situation with a, an invasive non-native uh, insect called the emerald ash borer, and um, this tree is constantly under watch to make sure that it doesn't have any of those insects boring into it. Um, the tree itself though you can tell is is really interesting because of its wide spreading limbs. Um, this, is, this is something that generally in, in this uh, fashion we call a wolf tree. And wolf trees are uh, species of, or types of trees that are stand out and are, are this widespreading and have a very large girth. Uh, they can tell a, a lot about the history of the land. And generally it means that there were no other trees standing around it. So um, we know that this species kind of stood out in a wide open area and now it's surrounded by many other trees and has been forested once again.
0: Standing in front of this tree this ancient pine stand maybe 10 to 15 feet away and look at it carefully observing its branches its leaves the limbs that it has lost over the years the way it reaches out into the sky. Give yourself time to follow each one of the branches from the trunk out into the sky. Do the same with three or five of the branches. Start at the beginning at the trunk and allow your eye, or your eyes, to follow that branch all the way out until it meets the sky. Eventually, you may want to come closer to this being. Salute it. Ask permission to caress its trunk, its branches. And use the opportunity to consult about a question, a problem or something that you may be facing now. Ask this three and wait for the answer in silence. Spend a good three to five minutes with this beam. You can stand still, or you can walk around it slowly, very, very slowly. And remember to breathe in slowly, gently and deeply and to breathe out even slower, gently, and deeper, as to bring your heart rate down and become one with this tree. Before you leave this pot, thank this tree for the answer that it has given you. Before we move from here to our next stop, remove your headphones, hit pause, walk in silence to our next stop. Before we spend time with another tree, can you tell us a little bit about this circle?
1: So right now we're actually in an area that was the old Dutch gardens from the Van Cortlandt family. Um, This circle used to have a fountain and was filled with rose gardens. And now um, it's an ecosystem that we call a wet meadow. The reason it's called a wet meadow is because it's in a low-lying area. Before Tibbetts Brook was placed underground and into the sewer system at its lower points, it actually flowed through this area. And so there was a small stream flowing right through where now there are trees and flowers and no sign of a stream. Um, so this area now has lots of, lots of standing water and this prompts a lot of different species of flowers. So depending on the season that you're here, you might see the oranges of the jewelweed. You'll see the, the purples from the Joe Pye weed and the New York ironweed. You'll see the yellows from different types of sunflower, like tall sunflower. Um, and this is the really exciting thing about, about this area because we don't really have many meadows, native meadows left in New York City. And so it's it's a real a true gem of the area.
0: And you also get to see a lot of pollination going on. Insects and flowers playing with each other and creating with each other, painting and moving and dancing. I'm gonna invite you to walk around the circle three to five times. Walk in silence, very, very slowly. And when you have completed walking around the circle. Walk to a tree, a tree that calls your name. Do not think about it too much, just walk to a tree that you feel connected to. Look at it from far away, so you can see all of its branches, so you can see its shape, so that you can see how tall it is in comparison to you. Look at its trunk, its leaves, its wounds. Breathe with the tree. Walk around it. Ask the tree permission to touch it and wait for the yes first. Look at the shape of the branches. Look at the shape of the trunk. And start moving to the shape of these parts of the tree. Imagine your arms be branches, and your body be the trunk. Perhaps your legs and your feet, your feet and your legs become the roots, and you ground them into the earth steadily, firmly, and you allow for your arms to move freely like a tree, like the tree you are in front of. See how the wind moves the tree and emulate the movement. When you're done moving and dancing with the tree, you can thank it. How do we move from here to our next stop?
1: So to get to the fourth stop, we actually walk back the way we came into the circle. We head eastward along the gravel path, over that dirt patch, and back north towards Van Cortlandt Lake. That first turn off on the right-hand side, we make a right and walk right down, and you'll see Van Cortlandt Lake on your left.
0: Just follow the sound of the water, and you'll get to the next stop, which is our last. Before we move from here to our next stop, remove your headphones, hit pause, walk in silence to our next stop. Situate yourself in front of the water. Reconnect with your breath. Breathe slowly, deeply, gently. And breathe with the water. There's certainly. water in the air that we breathe so imagine yourself breathing in and breathing out with the water in front of you and this body of water has a name and has a history would you be willing to share the story behind the water that we're looking at and that we're breathing in from afar.
1: So this body of water is known as Van Cortlandt Lake. It's actually a connection of Tibbetts Brook, um, which is a four-mile-long brook that starts up in Westchester County and flows down into the Bronx through Van Cortlandt Park. The dam which creates this lake you're actually standing on right now. It was created in 1699 originally by the Van Cortlandt family and was redone in the early 1900s. Off to your left-hand side, you'll actually, and you might even hear it, but you can also see where the water goes into the sewer system. This has been this way since the early 1900s. Uh, As the city wanted to create the neighborhoods of Kingsbridge and Marble Hill, they wanted to make sure that the brook and the associated wetlands were not causing any issues with development purposes. This is causing a lot of issues now, though, as our uh, city sewer system cannot handle the amount of water that we put into it. And so when it rains, all of the ex- excess water that's coming from Tibbetts Brook added on with the sewage that's from the neighborhoods of Riverdale and Kingsbridge, adds together, overflows, and heads into the Harlem River without being treated. And this is an issue that has continuously been going on since it was formed. But not all is lost, because we there is a plan in order to daylight the brook And daylighting means bringing this brook back above ground so that it's not into the sewer system and it doesn't create any of these extra issues. This will also help with river connectivity and allow for the brook to once again be a true tributary to the Hudson River estuary.
0: This is a good moment to daylight your relationship with water, with trees, with Van Cortlandt Park and to make it public in a very gentle way. So stand firmly on the ground feeling the earth and imagining the water from Tibets Brook traveling from the sole of your feet all the way up to your Legs, stomach, chest, arms, through your back. Just like a tree absorbs water from the soil, imagine your body being a tree or one with the trees around here, around you and getting nourished by the water that you're looking at that you are communing with and allowing the water to travel through your veins and arteries through your whole body going up all the different parts that I just mentioned and going still further up up your neck up your head and irrigating your eyes your ears your scalp, and then flowing back down and continuing to renew itself, bringing new life into you, bringing energy, the energy of your surroundings, the energy of the place where you have immersed yourself. the energy that the trees and the earth are sharing back and forth. And here again is a good moment to pause, remove your headphones, and to continue to breathe slowly, deeply, to continue to feel the earth under your feet and to listen to the sound of Tibet's Brook and relate this to the circulation of the blood in your body but in this case we're going to replace the blood with water, water coming from Tibbetts Brook as a way to create a relationship, a one-on-one with this body of water. What are some of the creatures that come to commune with this water?
1: Tibbet's brook is so full of life. Um, There are at least 10 species of fish that live in the brook. There are crayfish, many types of dragonflies that come and lay their eggs in the waters. Um, there are other smaller types of, um, uh, of crustaceans known as amphipods and isopods that swim in the waters. Mammals come up to, to drink from the waters or, or fish in them like raccoons, skunks, deer, coyotes. There are many types of birds that come here to hunt as well great blue herons, green herons, geese. We even see the, the mute swans every year. And this is an amazing urban oasis that people, all, all people of New York City should come and see.
0: And as you approach the end of this experience, this relationship that you have forged today with trees and greens and water and earth. Use the time to thank the trees that you met today, the tree or the trees that you consulted, the water that circulated through your body and that circulates through your body on a daily basis. the earth if I haven't said so the creatures that you might have encountered thank the tree in you and bring with you the echo of what happened here today as you walk back into the quote-unquote city the streets noise, bring all that green with you as you walk slowly out of the park, bring that fresh oxygen with you in your body as you re encounter the traffic, the crowds, And thank yourself for the time that you spend here. And if you befriended a tree, come back and visit it. Come back from time to time and consult with it. Come and see how it's doing. Come and give it a hug.